Welcome to TMI, a podcast by Henry Ford Allegiance Health. Today, we have a fun little show. Uh, in the studio, we have Tim here. Tim Hernandez, welcome to Hello. the podcast. Hello, everybody. Hi, your office is just right outside my door here. Within throwing range. Yes, you get me with Nerf darts quite often. Uh, that's reverse, Dave. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, so today we're going to be talking about healthy snacks, healthy food, making healthy meals. It's the back to school time. You have a couple of kids, don't you? I have some little ones, yeah. Making yeah. healthy, I'd say choices. Yeah, it's tough because I have a couple of little kids too, and one of them just won't eat anything, and the other one eats everything. So it's hard to find healthy things that they can enjoy. Yeah. So something they just won't lick and throw on their plate, right? And refuse to eat later. Yeah. Or you find that one food that they just are <laughs> obsessed with, like spaghettios. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Or pizza for every meal, <sighs> breakfast, that, lunch, and dinner. That's not. That's not a good way to start their healthy eating habits so what did we do tim i think we found some people we found some people since we have such a great connection here at henry ford allegiance health we brought in christine and sarah to talk about healthy eating so welcome to the show thank you thank you so you too are like experts in this whole field. What do you, can you give a little bit about what you do and how you're involved with? Sure, sure. My name is Sarah and I'm a registered dietitian. I've been with the health system for 13 years. Um, so I bring that experience and I also have two kids that are seven and nine. So nice. busy working mom, I get the whole packing school lunches and healthy choices. Cool. And I'm Christine. I'm an outpatient dietitian here and I've been here about 19 years. And I also have two kids, and my girls are 11 and 9. Great. Um, so we talked a little bit about it before, but food challenges and preferences, or food preferences are a challenge for kids. How can we kind of address that and get them started down the right They don't like vegetables. Path? Just say it. Yeah, your kids, kids, never, your kids, kids never. are the worst with vegetables. Oh, my gosh, Tim. It's, it's always fun when you step on it after they lick it and they throw oh. it on the floor because they refuse to eat it. So, yeah. how, I mean, how do you how do you get them to like vegetables? So I think that a lot of the foods that are, you know, there's this thinking that kids don't like vegetables. Well, right. a lot of times kids have to be exposed to mm-hmm. food up to 20 times before they will like it. And it depends on if you serve it with a dip, if it's, I mean, if you yeah. force kids just to eat a plate of broccoli that they don't like broccoli, of course, they will learn to hate vegetables. <laughs> but if they're... If they're if it's cooked in a cheese sauce, or if they've got veggies and dip that they can pick from, or if it's yeah. if the vegetables are cut up in a way that's easy for them to handle, thinly right. sliced vegetables, oh, okay. right, might be yeah. easier for them. Chopped up green beans that are cooked might be easier for them than seeing this, you know, giant fabric. head of broccoli. Right, staring at them. What is this? It might be scary to them. So. The other idea maybe is just looking at how often are you eating them too as parents. Right. Guilty. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times parents will say, Oh, I don't like I don't like tomatoes. I don't like, you know, raw carrots. I don't like and that kind of sets the kids up for this feeling of, well, if, if mom and dad don't like them, maybe that's not something that we eat. And then they start that aversion really young. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have to. So it's uh, it's a little bit on us, Dave. Mm-hmm. We have to model the behavior. Model the behavior, and um, you know, when I 
for my kids, you know, they see me eating like, lots of vegetables and they don't always like all of them. So last week I made grilled asparagus and I said, you might not like this, but yeah. just try it. Try mm -hmm. both ends, right? The texture is different depending on what part of the asparagus you get. And they were open to trying it. Do they love it? No, but they tried it. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. part of, they know that this is something that one day they might like. Yeah. And that's, I know at home with our son, we just, we, we don't try and force him because that's going to make him hate vegetables. But we do the, the we, we try and do the try it bite. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we get to try mm -hmm. it lick. <laughs> we, we call it the no thank you bite at home. Okay. So try it. And if yeah. you don't like it, that's okay. There's lots of other vegetables or fruits or whatever we can pick from. Yeah, my little guy, he was, he did not like broccoli at all. And then just one day he had it at daycare and they cooked it, they steamed it, and he absolutely loves it now. So it's okay. so funny. And I'm a vegetarian, so every time we have dinner, he's like, he doesn't want to eat the daddy food. He wants to eat what mama's eating, <laughs> chicken and all that stuff. So. <laughs> but teaching them there's options yes. and that it's okay to... Right. You know, exactly. the kids are very influenced by what their peers are, yeah. are having. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think another good point is making it taste good because yeah. if kids have the same raw veggies or steamed veggies and they're not flavored, they mm -hmm. might not enjoy it. So one of the things that you can do is just try roasting vegetables yep. and that could be using different herbs and seasonings and oils. And, you know, my kids, for example, they don't really like raw cauliflower, even steamed cauliflower, but I can roast it and they're literally gobbling it off the cookie sheet. Oh, okay. So making it taste good in different ways can just change the flavor and so, even food yeah. they may not like, they could try it different ways and they may enjoy it. So, I mean, obviously I work all day. My, I'm fortunate my wife's actually a stay-at-home mom. So she has some time to cook, but I mean, with kids, you're busy. Like, how do you like roast, like, how do you plan for that? Like, what are the, do you have any tips to kind of like it doesn't make take food? a lot of time really mm -hmm. um my kids they love roasted sweet potatoes and parsnips like they and i make enough for to plan like to have it for the week that we might have it three times that night or the week mm -hmm. um but they eat half of it in at one time they love them so i think the plant the the key for that is planning ahead of time on the weekends i will cook more for the week mm -hmm. and looking at the calendar and knowing that you know this tuesday night we're only going to have an hour to get a meal on the table and enjoy that before we have to do something else. Um, but I think it really comes down to looking at the calendar and planning and having, we always have, um, we always have like baby carrots in the fridge and sliced up peppers and sliced up cucumbers and chopped up melon. So it's just, you open the fridge and it's right there, easy to grab. Okay. So, so planning, something. planning is key. Yeah. And yeah. one thing I've seen a lot, like, especially on like Instagram and social media nowadays is that meal prep day. Like we try and do Sundays where we get things ready. We get snacks ready, like prepare vegetables and prepare little things, but it can be hard. So what are some other things that we can do instead of just grabbing a Pop-Tart to go or getting some kind of food in the morning for, for the kids, um, especially now that our kids are starting to go to school and yeah. we have yeah. to pack lunches. So what are some good ways to do that other than just for breakfast or lunch yeah. breakfast breakfast ideas? and lunch kind of yeah. setting that all up yeah so i was telling my kids about this and they were super excited and i said let's do some timing i said a lot of people don't have time in the morning for breakfast and they might grab a bag of chips or right yep. a pop tart. And, and or yeah and they go it doesn't take long and i said well let's time it <laughs> so i i set this up yesterday um so i got on my timer and i said okay you're going to grab a healthy breakfast go mm -hmm. and they came up with a greek yogurt um, one of them grabbed a, um, like an applesauce pouch, 
yep. to okay. go, yeah. right? Yep. One grabbed a string cheese and a banana, and she goes, if I could reach the toaster, I'd get down the toaster and have toast and peanut butter. Yeah. So it's easy stuff. Again, it's getting the kids, um, it's getting them involved in the planning. Yeah. Right? I, well, yeah, and, when you said toast, I know our kids yeah. love to make toast. Yeah, so mine do too, right? So toast and avocado, toast and peanut butter. Um, they like smoothies in the morning. So it's a quick, mm-hmm. and literally, we can make smoothies for three people. It takes less than five minutes. So it's it's right. super it's super easy, but and including them for sure. And we've been doing boiled eggs and stuff like that for, sure, for some yeah. protein. Yeah. And even a different take on some old favorites, like instead of peanut butter and jelly toast, you can take a whole wheat wrap, spread it with peanut butter or sun butter, take a banana, a mm. whole banana, put it at the bottom, roll it up, and they have a peanut butter oh. banana roll up. And it's portable, easy on the go. That's cool. Or even taking a whole wheat pita pocket and you can put in the sliced hard boiled egg that you may have boiled when you had more time in the weekend. Yeah. Put a sliced hard boiled egg, some cheese in there. You have an on the go mm-hmm. breakfast. Mm-hmm. You have a yeah. squeezable applesauce or some grapes, something you can easily take with you. It takes a few minutes to put together and they have a portable on the go breakfast. One thing that's, that's, that's fun, I always have my kids try and name the food that we're making. So they come mm-hmm. up with crazy names for it, like a monkey burrito or something. Yeah, right, like right, that. right. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun. It's super fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, what else, Tim? Well, it's funny. I, I pictured the squeezable, because we use the squeezable, I think, applesauce yeah. is what they are, and some of the other mixed veggies we try and find. Um, I guess what other things are like portable that can go to, you know, that it won't, have to be refrigerated like, sure. you know, there's some things that you you know you can make that are you gave a couple examples but i don't want to give my kid the same thing every day they might ask for it every day right, right. yeah kind of okay. like the basic elements that yeah. you would sure. include in a well thing. for breakfast for example you could do a trail mix and have them pick some un, uh, unsweetened cereal mm-hmm. with some nuts or seeds and you can do raisins or other dried fruit in there and you can put those mm-hmm. in little snack bags that can be a portable thing as well but the basic elements of, for example, for a healthy lunch, and even healthy breakfast, trying to fit in at least three food groups. So looking at a whole grain, for example, something with protein, either meat, nuts, beans, uh, dairy foods, and then fruits and veggies. Okay. Yeah. Kind of that food plate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I think we do good on the protein. It's that whole yeah. fruits and veggies yeah. part. Yeah. What if they're a tech? I mean, is there anything, any suggestions you have? I know our, our son is very texture-based. He, mm. he he won't eat an apple, but he likes applesauce just mm-hmm. fine, which is kind of weird to me because I would think it'd be the other way around. But that is weird. <laughs> but he likes the mushy stuff. Well, he yeah, loves smoothies, stuff. right? Right. But bananas. He, bananas are hit, hit or, or miss. miss, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like Yogurts. I guess he loves yogurt. Our kids love yogurt, which is a good thing. Cut of cheese. Sometimes it's a myth. Yeah. Kind is there, of I mean, thing. but yeah, is there any suggestions? I guess when kids are like. The texture thing. The yeah, right. Trying and how to old get are over they? That. Um, my son's going to be five. Yeah. So, and our, I think our youngest are the same yeah. because mm-hmm. they love to eat everything and they have their night. Um, <laughs> as an example, we were having some salad and my wife tried to give some to my daughter and she's like, no. And then I gave it to her and she just ate it. Ah. So really it was just the person who was feeding, right. giving Sometimes her food. They, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they so there's a struggle there. Stress that, yeah, they can, they sense that. Um, but it's not, it's not uncommon that kids have those aversions to textures. Mm-hmm. The, they'll outgrow that okay. most likely. Or you mentioned the kids just wanting, you know, just SpaghettiOs or only pizza or only, it's called food jag. And it's something that, it, it's a real thing where some kind of kids just want the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They kind of get hooked on this food. It's again, something they'll outgrow, but it's important as parents just to 
maybe introduce some new food to something that they already enjoy doing. Okay. So that they was loves, grilled cheese for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you love grilled cheese. Keep the grilled cheese coming, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But we're going to introduce some other element yeah. with it, some okay. other fruit, or we're going to have, maybe you have it with tomato soup, so you're getting some vegetable there. So maybe not just kind of eliminate it. Don't I mean, eliminate what they love, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just, and we know this works with adults too, right? We don't eliminate what they love. We try to incorporate some healthier options, just some already familiar meals. Okay. Like I'm still obsessed with grilled cheese, but now I'll get a tomato and onions and pickles on it. Yeah. And just like make it a real sandwich. That works. And only have it once in a while. That works. Every that day. Works. And going back to him, so the example that you gave about the applesauce and even working on pureed vegetables to different foods oh, they yeah. may love. Like you can even, for example, making macaroni and cheese, you can make your own healthified version and you can oh. put in steamed carrots or steamed squash. Cauliflower. Put it, cook it, put it in the blender, <laughs> steam it up. Mm-hmm. and then blend it up, put it in foods that they already love, and you can add vegetables and sneak them in that way too. That would be good. That way they don't see them. Sneak yeah. them in when they're, <laughs> when they're little. There's so many, and I use an app called Yumly. Yeah, that's and a good And like, you can find so many great like vegetable substitutes or ways to sneak in vegetables into your food. It's pretty cool. You can pick the vegetable you want to include, and they pull up recipes with it. So yeah. it's kind of cool. So I got a question, because I know our son's going to be starting, you know, there's snack time coming up with school and then there's lunches obviously i'm going to put you both maybe on the spot a little bit Uh-oh. what would i guess what would a lunch look like that you would pack for for your kids so with lunch we try again to try at least hit to hit three food groups mm-hmm. and so for example a whole grain and then fruits and vegetables and a protein or dairy so for example you can do rainbow pasta make a little pasta salad with it with some olive oil, put some veggies in there. Then you can have a string cheese with it and add some fruit on the side. Okay. That would be one thing that you can do. Also, instead of a sandwich with bread, you can also put it on rice cakes and make a nut butter rice cake for something different or some whole grain crackers, some cottage cheese, a fruit cup, cucumber slices. So just thinking about different twists and some standard versions. Very cool. And I have one daughter who loves sandwiches. And the other one told me I'm never eating a sandwich. Again, I don't do sandwiches anymore now that she's seven. No more sandwiches. But she really likes pasta. So I have a thermos for her, and she loves just pasta with, she calls it shaker cheese, Parmesan cheese. Um, So she has that, and then she always has a fruit, vegetable. She loves grapes, but the big ones I cut in half. Again, you have to get it really kid friendly. Um, So she loves, but there's always a fruit or vegetable. Sometimes the vegetables come back, I will admit, and that's okay. I'm like, oh, (laughs) you didn't feel like that today. Um, But I keep putting them in their their lunches, not making a big deal about it. But um, usually there's a yogurt. They get a a choice. I give my kids choices. So for your sandwich, Yavi, do you want turkey or do you want peanut butter? Do you want Mm -hmm. baby carrots or do you want um, cucumbers? Do you want a yogurt? Do you want a do you want a string cheese? Do you so whatever choice I give them, they're both acceptable choices. Mm-hmm. Do you want your melon? Do you want to eat it with a fork or do you want to eat it with a fun toothpick? Right. So the more choice they have, the more yeah. likely they're gonna eat what you pack, okay. right? That's great. Yeah, so another slightly off topic, but we were kind of talking about the podcast in our department here before and there. It sounded like some people have not been as uh, strict with their diets for kids. And they were like, so what does this do? Is it affecting their health or is it more of just setting that healthy mindset for the kids? So when is, what do unhealthy diets do for children 
And does it affect them physically or is that something they should really worry about later on and it's more of just like getting in the groove now? No, it absolutely affects them early. Mm -hmm. um, studies have shown that they can affect kids as young as age two. Oh, wow. We should be concerned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shocker. But things <laughs> like looking at... Like, like when you say affect them, is like as far as like... Um, cholesterol what? or... Cholesterol, right, yeah. right. Okay. And I talked to a pediatrician, um, a nurse at the pediatrician's office, about a year ago and I said mm. how you're probably seeing kids younger and younger in here she goes yeah you know they're 9 and 10 11 with high blood pressure wow and you know what what do you do with them you have to change yeah. their diets or you have kids with high cholesterol you know in in early middle school yeah. so there's diabetes, definitely impact diabetes we, we see more of that I think the youngest child that I worked with um, was four with type 2 wow, wow. <laughs> it starts really young right yeah. it's out there so um, I don't think of anything. I mean, it's so important to make this. I know healthy eating a lot of times is just kind of an afterthought for parents because they're so busy, yeah. whether it's yeah. for themselves or for their kids or their families. Um, but I also work with people who um, getting them to start looking at how do we plan meals? Who's going to do the food shopping? When are we going to have this stuff, you know, the vegetables chopped and ready to go? What new things can we try? Um, and what they tell me afterwards, you know, a few months afterwards, they kind of work the bugs out. They're feeling a whole <laughs> lot better. They're saving a ton of money. They yeah. feel better physically. They're seeing changes in weight, blood pressure. Mm -hmm. So it works, right? So, so to answer the question, I think we have to start, you can't start soon enough. Yeah. And some of the foods, you know, the, again, these, these foods that are marketed towards kids, Mm -hmm. um, my daughter made a great point. She goes, I'm not eating a kid. F I'm not eating an adult apple. I'm eating an apple. I'm not eating a kid, <laughs> you know, baby That's carrots. True. I'm eat She goes, I just eat food, Yeah. which is very smart, you know, but a lot of the foods, the fruit snacks and the, you know, little cookies and the, the little donuts and a lot of it's marketed to kids. Of course, if you yep. give people that, if that's what's available, that's what people will eat. Mm -hmm. Those foods, yeah. is, they're not available at my house. And they know that on vacation, maybe they get a donut or maybe they get, you know, they're kind of once in a while foods okay. and they can yeah. recognize what's, what foods should we be eating every day and what's kind of a fun once in a while, maybe when you have a friend over right. or a birthday party or a vacation, there's a distinction. Yeah. And I think also make it in, in terms that kids can understand. So for a younger child, health is, may not be a big motivator. Mm -hmm. But if you talk about how it's going to help them to stay more focused in class or it's going to help for a teenager, it's going to help their sports performance, they're going to mm -hmm. be more invested in that. Oh, yeah. And also one thing that I do for younger kids is try to talk about the analogy between school and recess. So I always say, even to my own girls, the healthy food is like school, right? If you just went to school and you just didn't have recess or a break all day, you would feel like you need a break. You can't just be in school all day long without any breaks. You need recess and there needs some play time. And play food is the same way. So having play food in smaller amounts here and there, but most of the food should be healthy food. So balance it like school and recess where the play food, you get a little bit here and there, and that can differ between the family. Your family can decide. For some people, it might be one or two fun or play foods a day. For some, it may be three a week, and that's where there's flexibility. And parents okay. and families can decide what works for them. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I know with our son, usually, I think, unfortunately, he has a sweet tooth like me. Mm -hmm. So mm. Uh, he does. And so usually we try and limit it to one a day, if it's like chocolate milk. Because, I mean, we try to avoid chocolate milk. We just do the white milk for mm -hmm. them. And so when he has chocolate milk, we're like, well, that was your, you know, your one treat. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we know it's a little more sugar. And he seems to get that. But I, he already also knows 
he likes sugar because he likes the sweet things. Right. Is I guess is there? I mean, we kind of have to. I guess as us as parents, we kind of gave in a little bit, but right. I mean, how do you deal you with have that? To give them choices. Okay. You, you know, so I will tell my kids. Um, you know, I'll say, "Did you have a treat today?" If they were at grandma's house or with their friends or whatever. Well, I had, then that's your treat. Mm-hmm. We're not, you can wait till tomorrow to have. You know, yeah. if they want something else sweet. Or I'll tell them, you have to make a choice. So we're gonna, they love to go for ice cream in the summer. Okay, so we're gonna go one day this week. Which day do you think we wanna go? Okay. Yeah. So do you want, it? we can go now, or we can wait till Friday, or we can wait till, what you know, you can take a friend with you Friday, or we can go now, your choice. And they do a really good job of. Once you present them with those choices. It, here's, here's your options. I'm fine with either one, right? But they know it's not an everyday thing okay right yeah and and our, i think i think our sons responded pretty well to mm-hmm. that but right. it's just it's hard as parents you know when there's especially in the summertime sure. when you're going to like a cookout or something and there's sure. just there's just cookies sitting on the table mm-hmm. you know on the yeah. picnic table and they're yeah. like do do and they might yeah. sneak one it's and like, my kids hey. they you know they they ask which it's not something that i force them to do but they've learned mom can i have a cookie that's fine yeah. that's your only treat for today mm-hmm. uh, maybe i want to wait you know Yep. So it's yeah. good to kind of get them making their own decision. And I think that choice is so important because if they know up front that they're only going to get one treat a day or two, mm-hmm. whatever you decide for your family, then they can decide if it's worth it. You know, when we started doing that in our family, originally my one daughter would, would want it right away. And then later on, when she saw her other daughter eating it, she wanted it again. Yep. Well, then she learns really quick, is it worth it? And sometimes they'll even say, Mom, is this my one treat for the day? And then I said, yes. And then they'll decide, well, I'll just wait. And I think also making room for those special occasions where it's okay if they're at a party or we're doing something special to go ahead and, you know, to break your role, for example, and just be able to have a couple more here and there. But to know that generally we try to stick to, again, whatever the limit is that you decide for your family. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, Christine and Sarah, thank you for being on the show. Is there anything that you would like to tell people that are listening, kind of some topics that you've had prepared or things that you'd like to say well let's leave with a few resources too with oh, that sounds great extra stuff um as far as um help with meal planning with recipes there's a couple um sites that are dedicated to kids um one is called superhealthykids.com and they have um they have recipes mm-hmm. and ideas based on you know fruits vegetables grains dairy muffins you know easy Okay. healthier options to make. Um, and cookinglight.com is a great site for adults and kids, but they have features like everyday um, everyday meals, quick and healthy. They have no cook meal options. They have 30 minute meals or 20 minute meals or cook ahead crock pot meals. So there's tons of healthy, um, you know, a lot of vegetarian or, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of different um, categories based on what you're what you're looking for. Okay. Very cool. And then two of my favorites, eatright.org has a kids tab, and it has links to different meal and snack ideas and recipes. And another one is choosemyplate.gov. There's online tools, and there's a program in there called What's Cooking, USDA Mixing Bowl. And it just has some healthy and budget-friendly recipes and resources that can help families with meal planning and menus. Cool. That's great. So now that everybody knows where to find the healthy food and that it's important... um, Hopefully, everyone will start taking that a little more seriously, Tim. Hey. Oh, wait. No, just kidding. I'm just as guilty. Yeah. 
it, it's hard. It is difficult to make sure we're eating well. So yeah. And if Absolutely. you have any questions or need further resources, we're we're here to help you. You can call Nutrition Counseling Services, and we okay. can help set you up with resources that you need. And we'd be happy to help you there too. Yep. And you can find all that information on the website at henryfordallegiancehealth.org. Just search for the nutrition counseling counseling stuff and it'll pop right up. So if you want more of these podcasts, they are on most places where you can find podcasts, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, all those other places. And on the website, henryfordallegiancehealth.com slash podcast, podcast or podcasts. We haven't figured it out yet, but uh, it'll be on there and uh, tune in, subscribe, get the most recent ones. They're all really fun. We've got a few coming up that will be super exciting. We're getting really technical on some of them too, which is fun. Going so, deep. If you have ideas for a podcast, uh, follow us on Facebook, Henry Ford Allegiance Health, and send us a message. Let us know what you'd like to hear or if you have specific questions. And thanks for listening.